increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. The podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Market My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with Mark and my STR. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Stronomics. It's been a while, Kenny. How are you? Good. Good. Missed you at the was... war room meeting last week. What, what, were, you, what were you doing? Oh, you were, you were Mickey Mousing. I was, I was Mickey Mousing, which no one told me with a toddler and an infant five days in Disney World was a terrible idea. So You should have <laughs> anyway. fucking asked. I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah. So... All right, so Wait, Kenny, today, as we record this, uh, you know, and this is going out like in two days. So, I mean, it's a, it's a hot topic and a couple of people jumped the gun today. I'm not really fully understanding what's happening with the cost segregation bill that's in Congress. It's been around and it got killed when uh, Kevin McCarthy got ousted. I think you and I had some behind the scenes discussions about that. And he had it built into some other pork, but now it's back and it looks like it's bipartisan, which would... And I think you were the one that said it's getting voted on or potentially approved on the January 29th. And it kind of just sparked a, a conversation for me and you. A lot of people bank on the future. You know, somebody sees that they're going to go buy a property. Oh, my God, I'm going from 60 percent to 100 percent. I'm going to buy, buy, buy. And then it doesn't get passed and they're, you know, they're screwed. Why yeah. should we not bank on the future? Because we don't know when the next COVID's going to be. We don't know ding, when, ding, 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 yeah, ding. we don't know when, when the next downturn or whatever. Need some sound effects when you drop a good one like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I know cost segregations, maybe some of our listeners are like, what is that? Or I, you know, I don't even, I won't even use that. Or, you know, I don't, I'm not going to do another one this year, but it's the same thing I hear with interest rates. Interest rates are dropping. And I hear people say, well, I'm just going to wait till they hit a certain percentage, then I'm going to start looking for properties. Why you wouldn't know? you buy now? Buy now at fucking seven and a half percent. Get a better well, deal. seven and a half right now. It's less than that. <laughs> so. I mean, most people are getting like seven and a half right now. Sure. Right. Buy now. You have more, you'll have more negotiating power than you will if the yeah. interest rates drop. And if they do drop and it goes from seven or seven and a half to five or five and a half, then refi, spend the 5,000 bucks or whatever to go and refi. Right. Also, I mean, we're just going to see, there's so many people with this mindset too, that it's the path of least resistance. It's always like the grass is greener, like in the future, it's going to be better. So I'm going to wait. There's a lot of people on the sidelines waiting 
And when it does hit, hit a certain threshold, below sevens, mid sixes, low sixes, you're going to have a frenzy of investors jumping into the market again. What's that going to do to prices? What's that going to do to inventory? It's actually going to get harder to find deals, in my opinion. I think now is the perfect time. And also, timing of the market, right? Like, if you're not looking for a property today, you're going to miss a sizable chunk of the summer season. So, like, thinking about the future and when I should buy and when I should look for that next one and all that, like, it really should be happening now or you're going to miss a considerable amount of income from summer bookings. It's funny you say that because I guess I can say it now because I'm closing literally today, the day that this is being released on the Clontesco property in downtown Banner Elk. And so I, I backed out of the deal, got back in, put it under contract under Chris's name and assigns, kind of free wholesaled it to myself after I got done with due diligence and everything. And I got to give a big shout out to Tyler Kuhn and, and Brenna Carls at uh, the mortgage shop. Brenna got me clear to close Kenny in four days wow. where, you know, Eastman fucked the whole thing up and couldn't get it done. They're idiots over there. So I literally go to Brenna. I sent her the exact same docs I'd uplo uploaded to her. And she asked me clear to close in four days. We're going to close this deal in less than two weeks. So I just get back from a trip today and they're like, Hey, are you ready to close on Monday? No, I'm closing Thursday. They're like, okay. Um, no Thursday, because I literally have somebody that wants to stay there Friday, Saturday, Sunday to go skiing. So it's what you just mentioned. The only reason I bring this deal up is because you mentioned people, they get into the mindset of I'm getting ready to get ready. I've got to have everything perfect. My mouse has to be sitting here. You know, I've got to have mm -hmm. my keyboard right there. There's my pen. Let me put on my glasses. Okay. Now I'm ready to do the podcast, right? It's getting ready to get ready. Let's fucking go. I mean, if I don't, if I, if I don't close, this is like a $2,900 booking. I'm literally, it's a $70,000, $65,000 to close 3%. It's like 72,000 bucks for me to close this deal. That is a huge percentage of annual revenue. Um, let's just round it up to 3000 bucks, right? How many times you're the math fucking wizard? How many times does three thousand dollars go into seventy thousand dollars in cash? Right, that's about twenty three times. Yeah. So I mean, that's a huge chunk of my profit for an entire year. And you're right, people are gonna wait till March. They're gonna wait till April. Then they're gonna do a forty five day close, and they're gonna probably miss. They're gonna end up with holes in their calendar in May in June, and they're not going to be able to take advantage of maximum ADR as well, because they're banking on the future. You can't bank on the future for what's for a build. And I'm telling you right now, I am friends with Kevin McCarthy. We grew up together in Bakersfield, California. He used to be our whip. He was the one that was putting this bill back in for cost sake. And Kenny and I in the super team were talking about this six months ago. He got ousted. I think it was August or September. And that bill got shot down because he was the one that was backing. We have no idea what's going to happen with politics. We have no idea what can happen between now and March when is the first expected rate drop within the political realm. I mean, a million things could happen. And those two things I think are, are what people are banking on. And I get the excitement of a cost egg. I make way too much money to not be able to take advantage of cost eggs being in this space. And it's one of the reasons I continue to buy. It's the one thing that will screw up my life plan about wanting to have those eight to 10 pro go from 12 down to eight. I'm gonna, if they go back to 100%, I'm going to have to continue to buy so I can take advantage of the cost sake benefit. But I also don't really factor that into my hardcore component of my performa. You know, I think people bank on appreciation, Kenny. They bank on the tax mm -hmm. benefits. 
You should never buy for tax benefits and you should factor in historical appreciation, but you shouldn't bank on it. You bank on today and now only when you're right. making your buying decisions. Yeah. And I think to people with lesser budgets as well are thinking like this property is going to start making money out the gate. I'm banking on that. You know, I don't have adequate savings in case it doesn't. Carrying costs. You know, I, I see a lot of people doing things like sequentially getting their listings ready, like got to close on it. Then I'm going to get the designer or then I'm going to figure out what the furnishings I'm going to put in the place. And then I'm going to figure out what the amenities are. And then I'm going to, it's like one month, two month, three month passes. The property's not generating any income at all. I How wish I could pick up that? my iMac, Penny, and put it on my shoulder and carry it into my garage. And you could see the bed frames. You could see the mattresses. You could see the kitchen wares. Literally, as soon as we got clear to close, like a week ago, Monday, we we're just waiting on appraisal. We started ordering all our shit. And yeah. instead of having it shipped there, my wife knew she was going to be going. So it's kind of the whole clear to the contract to close prep and the accelerator, right? We had everything shipped here. We filled our garage. It's going in the back of my truck. It's going into like a six by seven or whatever it is, U-Haul. When I'm in Montana next week, she'll be there setting up the property for like this two and a half days. And then we're, we're up, we're running. So guests are going to stay this weekend. They check out Sunday. She arrives Monday and like Wednesday, boom. And then hopefully we'll be able to book like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Hopefully we keep getting some pow pow, you know, out there. If we keep getting snow like we are, it's going to be crazy. But that speed is what's critical. I look at, I don't want to bank on summer. I don't want to wait for mountain bikers, you know, to come to a, a freaking ski market and start skiing. I don't want to wait for the fly fishermen. I want to take advantage now, here and now. And because I don't know what's going to be coming down the pipeline. What if we take another 20% hit like most people did last year, right? Mm. Then my cash on cash is going to dwindle. So, I mean, is there anything else that you see? I mean, you and I probably talk to more people that are in buying mode than anybody. Do you see anything else outside of the cost seg, the interest rates, taking too long? Like you said, I think that's a, a really important thing that you just brought up about the timing of when you should be ready to go. And it should be when you sign your name on that dotted line to go under contract is when you need to start prepping. You need to start looking for your services, get your cleaners. Start vetting them. Get a contractor if you need one. Hire your designer. Start working on your mood boards. I, I want to make this abundantly clear to everybody that's listening because I did not start. We bought stuff before we got the clear to close. It was only four days, but stuff that we could use at another property, right? If we didn't, if we didn't yeah. end up closing. But now the, the murals and the headboards and that type of stuff happens literally like within an hour after getting clear to close, I text Bria. So I want to make sure don't jump the gun. Don't expect. So we talked about not bank on the future. Don't bank that you're going to close. Look, I'm about as bankable as it gets. And I wasn't bankable for Eastman Financial or Eastman whatever credit union, right? And they're idiots. I'm bankable now once I have that written clear to close. So I'm don't, don't jump the gun trying to go too fast. You know, I believe in John Wooden's, one of the greatest coaches of all time. You know, you have to be quick but you should never be in a hurry. Yeah, act fast, but be prepared when you act. You know, yep. it's like do it with a purpose, you know, not like a, yeah, you're rushed. I will say one thing too, I've seen two people make, they bank on the future. This is a big one. Uh, it's it's happening more and more. So Universal announced and they they finally broke ground. And, oh, uh, they did? Yeah, in Frisco. 
Um, and now and people then, think Disney's coming. Yeah, and then now Disney supposedly is coming in that area north of Dallas. The second supposedly, thing. allegedly, exactly, exactly. I've seen no documentation on Disney. No, I haven't either. But until they announce that on a fucking you know <laughs> investor call or a quarterly call, then don't believe it. Right. The other one is um, the one uh, park. What's in in uh, Missouri or Oklahoma or Arkansas, wherever they're the USA. You, yeah, you've heard of that one, right? I think it's. I can't remember. I think it, I think it's in Oklahoma. It's like, I have. I have not seen any documentation on that one either, so I don't know. They announced it, and they have like a, they had this big ceremony and this like model built out. They're like, this is where it's going to be, but it was. Yeah, it, it's kind of like. Are they have they broken? How many properties do you own based on an amusement park? How many yeah. me? How many properties do I own based on an amusement park properties? in a row? Right. Zero. Right. I mean, look, look at what happened in Orlando. You know, I mean, it's it, it'll be a good thing for a run, but is it sustainable? Like, what if Disney well, doesn't go? To, what if Disney doesn't go to Frisco? Exactly. I, my problem though is, and kind of kind of going back to the subject is like people are buying land based on these decisions. You know, like based on stuff proposed and, and and it's like you're way too early i mean this we're talking like 2026 2027 you know when they're gonna like it might be ready like, i mean if, if if you're making half a million dollars a year and you have four or five hundred thousand dollars in cash and like liquidity and your total net worth you shouldn't be buying land in frisco if you have fuck you money you know, and you got a hundred million sitting around and you're going to go spend a million, 1% to go buy a lot or five lots, then that's a little bit different. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like what I did in Ennis, Montana, when they announced the airport. I mean, I spent 35,000 bucks, not a big deal. Right. It's not like I went and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars or a million dollars to buy land. Right. And I, I waited till it was confirmed that an airport was going in there, not on speculation. And I think that's the, the speculation now is the interest rates. The speculation is, you know, Disney following Universal. The speculation is that Universal is going to build this massive thing. What if they have to downsize? What if the economy turns? What if it gets plenty of these huge deals get put on the back burner if, if you know, the economy takes a shift? You know, the cost seg, it's speculation at this point. We just don't know. Right. Yeah. And in our industry, it's, you don't want to necessarily be the first one to jump. Like Agreed. That. Some people, the first people who did Airbnb, yeah, I'm sure they made a lot of money, but you didn't have to be the first one to jump to make a lot of money in Airbnb. You know, the, what first, I mean? the first one that jumps is the one that usually hits a rock. Yeah, that's very true. It's very there, There's an adage in the golf course business, Kenny, is that the third owner of the country club or the golf course is the one that usually makes money. The first two usually are not profitable unless they're a great developer to build homes along with that golf course. And there's a lot of businesses that take having to either change leadership or hands two or three times before they can, you know, really thrive. You know, you're kind of in that space right now. I live in it all the time. There's a difference between a startup owner or founder and a CEO. And like even Mark Zuckerberg, he had to grow into being a CEO. And there was back in 2007, 8, 9, 10, you know, people were calling for his head. They didn't think that he had the chops to be able to guide Facebook you know, to go where it needed to go, to go public and all these things. I, I went through the same thing with Darmesh Shaw and Brian Halligan at HubSpot. They were the founders and people thought they needed to hire somebody to come in and, and take over the reins. But, you know, I, and I'm not saying that the people listening, that you guys out there can't guide your own ship. 
But when, and look, I'm an early adopter in a lot of stuff and, you know, you, you better have the wherewithal to make mistakes because they're more apt to happen when you are super early. But I think the sound investors try to be super early, Kenny, but it's based on facts, not based on, you know, conjecture or social media, you know, speculation. I mean, I'll use the Gulf Shores airport as an example. For those of us that were down there, we knew that was, you know, potentially coming for five or six years, going back to like 18. It wasn't officially announced till literally the everything opened in like the first of May during COVID. They announced that like officially and very quietly that Jack Edwards was switching to, you know, Gulf Shores International. I think it was like June, July, sometime in the summer, June, July, and August. And they waited for a little bit. I think it was closer to the end of summer, maybe July or August, once people could recoup a little bit after being shut down for, you know, well, I mean, a little bit different, like in Massachusetts, where I was, you know, last night or, or you know, New York, you know, the COVID, we were shut down a lot less, you know, yeah. down here. It was like 30 days, but I don't know. I, I think it's just a testimony for the herd and, you know, what we see going on with the interest rates, what we see going on with the cost egg stuff. I think it's the herd and I think it's the, also the power of social media in kind of a negative way that the wave gets started and then just people, it gets bigger and it gets bigger and, it's, and it gets louder, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, it, was, it was really interesting. And we didn't know we were going to talk about this today, but I saw the cost egg thing kind of bubbling up. I landed about 9.45 and by 11, 11.30, by one o'clock, like there was a lot of people that were putting stuff out on social about cost yeah. egg coming back and that type of stuff. And they're jumping the gun a little bit. So mm -hmm. if you're one of the people that's not 100% aware of what's going on, do research into the bill. It's in Congress, but it's not going to be voted on for like two weeks. I, and like, I think you're the one that mentioned that July or July, January. 20th. Yeah, that was that was the first thing that I so I got I, you <clears throat> know, I saw the news. and I was like, you know, yeah, like super excited. But then I was like, wait, is this legit? And then I started, I reached out, did a little bit of due diligence and saw that it not quite yet. And I was like, and it right, shouldn't cool. matter to you because you shouldn't be buying just, just based on cost sake benefit. Anyways, no. you're going to see all the realtors. If, if that goes through, you're going to see every freaking reel, every Instagram post is going to be all about, you know, the cost sake benefit. And that's yeah. all going to be realtors because they want to sell you the shit. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So anyway, go so, invest on the here and now, but focus on your principal pay down and do your research on appreciation. I will say too, I think a lot of people, I still get some concern. I'm going to add this at the end here because this is something relevant. Like I still hear people saying like, oh, you know, is this market going to retract since it's after COVID? It's like, one, we don't truly, you know, we don't know the future, like especially the immediate future. But number two, COVID's way over. You know, people are, they've been, it's normalized. You know, the market's kind of settled. COVID was over here in like June of 20. I mean, it's yeah. 2024. We're coming up on four yeah. years. Right. But I just, yeah, I just, I think that um, people, there's, there's all these like, well, what if, what if, what if? And it's like, well, what does the data say? What are the, what are we, what are you seeing in the marketplace? And then don't just go out and buy the cookie cutter property that everybody else has you know what i mean like that i don't know that's that's something i i kind of people are kind of like looking at it that way like the mentality is almost very similar like i just want to buy something easy and simple and that makes sense 
if but, you go by that two bedroom, two bath on the Arkansas side of Table Rock Lake in Branson, that you know there's five thousand of them that are under construction yeah. right now. You're going to get annihilated. I don't care how good of a host you are. Exactly, exactly. So I, I think that like that you just can't think like that anymore. You know what I mean? So anyway, you could for about a year long period, and I agree with you a hundred percent. You know the the separation has to be more and more vast today. Yep. So instead of thinking, worrying about the future and all these what ifs, focus on what can you do to make your property unique and different from everybody else? Like if you're going to enter into a market, who is my guest avatar? How can I speak to them in this property to be different than everybody else? That should be the focus. That should be the concern, not about these amusement parks, ski resorts, things like that. Agreed. A hundred percent. Awesome. Good stuff, Kenny. Thank you. Uh, look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks at the conference. And uh, maybe that beard will be a little bit longer by then. Hey, probably going to shave it. <laughs> awesome. I'll see you in three weeks. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode next Thursday, STR Anomics. Thank you for listening to STR Anomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today.